Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number one, I'm a 30-year-old male, and I work as a registered nurse. I have a few weird stories from my time working as a nurse, but this has to be the scariest thing that's happened to me. After graduating college, my friend, who is also a nurse, persuaded me to move to New Orleans with her. I am originally from the Midwest, a tiny, sleepy town 
of less than a couple of thousand people. So New Orleans was a culture shock for me. But, as a 21-year-old, I loved the party scene. We both worked the 12pm to 10pm shift, and we'd go to work and then go party. So the department I worked in was the emergency room. It was chaotic and crazy at times, but I am an adrenaline junkie, and it was a perfect fit. So it's a Friday night, and I have less than an hour left of my shift. It's been quiet, and then all hell breaks loose. I hear two women screaming as they follow the stretcher of an old man as the ambulance wheels him in. The old man looked horrible. He smelt like death, literally. He had a wound on his buttocks that was literally rotting. Not to mention he had a high fever and fluid on his lungs, and he was pretty much drowning in it. So I am assessing him, and two women are shrieking, wailing, and chanting hysterically. And the doctor tells me, and another male nurse, to get them out of there. So I nicely try to take the older woman's hand and lead her away. But she starts hitting me, and cursing me in another language. My co-worker, a big linebacker-looking African-American gentleman named Andre, starts talking to her in what I now know as French Creole. Whatever he says to her and the other woman works, and they leave. We go back to helping the doctor, but when the guy codes, we do everything we can. But it wasn't enough, and he died. Andre accompanies the doctor to inform the family, and I stay back to help another nurse get ready to push the body down to the morgue. I hear screaming, and I hear security being paged. But I am not a big guy, only five at seven, and I work out and I can handle my own. So I go running to our security guards, as they were taking forever. I run to the front, and the younger woman is holding the older woman back, as she is screaming into the doctor and Andre's face. I can't even make out what they're saying. The younger woman ends up dragging her out, and I go to Andre and the doctor. Andre is sweating. He looks shook. So I ask him what the lady was saying. He tells me that she was blaming us for her husband's death. Andre tells us that she is a practitioner of voodoo, and that she cursed us and the doctor for not saving her husband. The doctor and I laugh it off, but Andre's face is stern as he took this quite seriously, and we go off and finish the shift change. A few weeks later, I'm at work, and I see a bunch of my co-workers are crying and upset, all huddled together in a small room. The doctor who we were working with to try and save the patient the other day, unfortunately, had a massive cerebral hemorrhage, and died in his sleep last night. I honestly chalked it up to a freak happenstance, but he was young and very healthy. But things happen. However, later that day, Andre catches me in the cafeteria. He tells me that the doctor died because of the curse, and that one of us was next. I'm not superstitious in the least, and I brushed it off and told him he was being silly. That day in the cafeteria, 
was the last time I saw him alive. Later that night, he fell asleep at the wheel and ploughed into incoming traffic. And after that, I quit my job at the hospital and moved back home. I went and saw my priest at my home church, and he thought I was nuts but gave me a blessing. That was nine years ago. I still work as a nurse, but I'm living in California now. I'll never know if the accidents that killed the doctor and Andre were just coincidences. And I guess I never will. Number two. We had just moved to Denver. My roommate Tyler was gay. And this was the first time in his life that he was surrounded by other gay people. For the first few weeks, I didn't see much of him. He was going crazy with the attention, and I was content in our apartment alone. Nothing about it freaked me out. A photo on my wall had fallen off. And that was strange, but these things happen. Gravity. Tyler finally stayed the night in the apartment, and we were sharing a bed because his hadn't arrived yet. We were both drunk, and that night, as soon as I turned off the lamp, the blinds started moving. Tyler was freaked out, but I was drunk and tired, and brushed it off as just a breeze. He went and slept in the living room, and I stayed in the bedroom. And Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. told him to chill out and that it was nothing. Nothing else happened that night, but we did bring it back up the next day. We both laughed. I said, what should we name our ghost? Tyler replied, Bill. For the rest of the day, we continued to crack little jokes about Bill. That night, whilst getting into bed and about to turn the lamp off, Tyler whispered, Bill doesn't like the dark. The blinds immediately started lashing all around us. I turned the lamp back on, and we both sat up and just watched. I still wasn't convinced. He made me get out of bed to check where it was coming from, because I wasn't scared. I looked for any type of vent or open window, but nothing made sense. I had a little radio in the windowsill, 
and it had fallen out. I put it back up, climbed back into bed and tried to calm Tyler. Again, I turned the lamp off. Swoosh. They started going again, but this time more intensely. I am scared. I did what anyone who thinks they might be encountering something did. I tried speaking to it. Do you want us to leave? The blinds were going crazy. At that point, I was terrified. I jumped out of bed and packed a quick bag and headed to my childhood friend's house. I didn't sleep that night at all. The events that had transpired had left me freaked and shocked. Our next journey would be try and figure out a way to get rid of Bill. We headed back to the apartment because we needed the internet to find an exorcist. I went to the house shaking in fear, sitting in a corner of the house. Tyler called a few churches, but we didn't get any help. We actually got really confused responses. Tyler stands up and looks into the kitchen. He covered his mouth and slowly walked backwards. The burners were on, all of them, on different settings. I ran out of the house. Tyler followed behind but did turn the burners off. We sat in the car panicking. We have to call the leasing office and get out of this lease, I said. That was an awkward phone call. The manager didn't believe us and thought we were idiots, but I told her everything. She said she would look into it and call us back. I left the cigarettes in the house, Tyler cried, but there was no way that I was going back in there. But he talked me into standing by the door whilst he grabbed them. This time, all the water sources were on, Every sink and shower in the apartment. I'm hysterical at this point. How can this be happening? I run to the car, but he insists that we have to turn the water off. I collect myself and walk to the door again with him. Perfect timing. Two leasing ladies came down because we were the talk of the office. I asked her to please turn the water off because we were too afraid. We all stood inside by the front door and told them the whole story. One of them put her hand over the burner. They're still warm. We were insisting that we didn't make it up. And I wasn't sure if they believed us or not. Well, not until the maintenance guy encountered Bill. Todd, as the maintenance guy was called. Apparently after we left, him and his co-workers were walking past the apartment. And he said he was laughing with him about our story. Right when he walked by our apartment... The deadbolt locked, and he said they looked at each other, and then he grabbed his keys. No one was supposed to be in there, so that was weird. He knocked on the door for a while, assuming that we'd come back, but no one came. So he stuck his set of keys into the door, and it felt like someone was holding the deadbolt shut, and he couldn't open it. He then tried the balcony door, as we were on the first floor, and that wouldn't unlock either. He tried again with the front door and it unlocked easily. At that point, the office actually believed us and they allowed us to move into a different apartment. The next day sucked. I had to repack again, but I couldn't stay in the house because I was just terrified to death and we spent the entire day moving and I laid on the dining room floor with the boy who liked me. It honestly just felt good to be held as I cried in his arms. I watched the blinds slowly close by themselves, and I cried. Moving didn't help. We did all of that shit for nothing. And now, 
I'm in a layout that I hate. We continued to try and find a way to get rid of Bill ourselves. This included blacking out every night and mocking it. We bought some more sticker decal to decorate our rooms. He bought a big Paris sticker and he put it on the wall in his room and it got torn off and we put it right back up and it peeled off. I thought it could just be the wall paint at first and I was trying to think logically. Fortunately, nothing else happened on that first day. Shit escalated. Bill would pound on our bedroom door wall from the minute we laid our heads down to try and sleep. Every night, it wouldn't let us rest. I even laid by the wall to make sure it wasn't Tyler messing around with me. One night, my upstairs neighbour came down very upset. It was super fun to try and explain to the neighbour that it wasn't us banging on the wall, it was some sort of demon asshole. I even brought him into the room. He saw it with his own eyes and said, it must be a raccoon in your wall. A raccoon, yeah. People really don't want to believe in ghosts. It messed with us to the point that we were scared and couldn't sleep. It would change the shower water to scalding hot, throw lit candles off the counter and all kinds of annoying crap. But things started to get worse, and Tyler finally saw it. I couldn't find him. It was almost bedtime, so he was going around the house turning off the lights. I didn't see him again. Tyler? No response. Tyler, where are you? Why are all the lights off? I turned the bedroom light on, and he was in bed, bundled up, completely covered. What are you doing? He wouldn't look at me. Tyler, what happened? I was getting afraid. I saw him. I was so scared. I can't explain what kind of fear I felt. Where? I tried comforting him, and he was crying. In the bathroom. I went to turn off the light, and he was right there. He had no eyes. We both sat up in the corner of the bedroom all night. We did act like total idiots, and let our friends stay the night, and they didn't believe us. We would mock it, watch it thrash around mirrors and bang the walls, and they would stare in awe. God, we were really stupid. We couldn't do this anymore. We needed help. I wrote to a ghost hunter show, and she wanted to fly out and film if things escalated, but I couldn't wait. She referred me to a local guy who specialised in stuff, called Zack. We met with Zack at a local diner, and explained everything. He came up to the house, but didn't sense anything. Not a thing. He told us that it was unlikely that it was a ghost, given the way that it felt. But that we are inflicted with a voodoo curse from staying in the original apartment, and the entity has now attached itself to us. I didn't fully comprehend what that meant, but I knew it was real, and he gave us directions on how to get rid of it. He told us to get salt and some other things and put them in bowls in the corner of every room in our house. He told us to burn sage around all of the windows and doors, and to yell, get out, but not to take it lightly. No laughing. We had to mean it. He said if anything new happened, to document and report it to him. He told us to never acknowledge or talk to it in the house, and he said to never, ever give it a name. So that night, my childhood friend and her boyfriend and Tyler and I all began the process. No one laughed. 
The energy around us was so tense and silent. We did what we had to do, and we went out for pizza. The things only awoke the beast even more. We got home late, and I went to the bathroom. The bowl of salt had been flipped over. I was confused, and went to check the others. They were all flipped over. We put the sage in a kitchen drawer when we left, and when we got home, the sage was shredded all over the floor. Later that night, Tyler and I were on the couch watching TV, when he starts crying and pointing to the kitchen. Look, in the kitchen. I didn't see anything. He's right there. Can't you see him? No. Thank God I couldn't, because I didn't know if my heart would be able to handle that. But as soon as Tyler would look away, or blind, he said that Bill would disappear. He was scared, and asked me to please get him a soda. I didn't want to, but the fear was palpable. I walked into the kitchen and grabbed it. One of the salt bins, the big one, was ripped open, and the salt that had spilled out was neatly written the word, die. I was freaking out, and I took a picture of it and sent it to Zack. He replied, I've never seen anything like that before. We felt like we were doomed forever, that we were hexed. I had so many fears that Bill would kill Tyler, and there would be no real explanation, and I'd go to prison for life. I felt like my life was over. This thing controlled everything in our reality. The next night, she continued to hit the fan, it was always more active at night. Eventually, daytime events ceased completely. We both laid down to go to sleep. When Tyler got hit in the forearm with a glass ashtray, he cried. Scary thing is that it was aimed at his head, and his forearm stopped it from being hit. We bundled up under the mountain of blankets whilst it threw books off the shelf in my room, and then threw some cheap-ass end tables from Walmart at us. Tyler sat up and put it back on the ground, it continued to throw the table, though. There were holes in the walls from that night, and I grabbed Tyler's hand to reassure myself it wasn't him doing it. It wasn't. And this is when shit got really messed up. It threw the table one more time. This time, it was on me. It was like it was pushing me, like something was pressing into me. I squeezed Tyler's hand, and he peeked out. He's on top of me. But the table was on top of me, not him. I was confused. Push him off, he said and looked at me. And I said, I'm going to push him off and run. Grab my arm and close your eyes. I did. I didn't want to see it. I was so scared. As Tyler pushed it off, the strangest thing happened. I was slightly peeking because I wanted to see but didn't, but still did. I saw Tyler push an invisible force off himself. He was pushing what appeared to be nothing. The table on top of me flew off towards where Tyler was pushing. And it was like he could see it, but I could only see it in objects. It was insane. We ran out and left the house and slept in the car. We weren't allowed to talk about anything in the house, so shit would just go down. I was lying on the couch facing the wall trying to nap, and the screen door slams open and shut. Why did you slam the door open and shut, I asked. Annoyed. It didn't, he replied. Oh. That was the gist of our conversation about the house. 
Some days we would leave the house and talk about the things it did to us that day that we had to keep quiet about. Tyler was showering one day and I sat in the bathroom with him. We never ever really separated. We were too afraid to be alone. He got out of the shower and had three cut marks in a row on his right thigh. They looked like demon claws. Tyler saw him one more time. He pointed to the door in the living room. Look, can you see him right there? I saw nothing, but I watched the deadbolt lock swing with force where he was pointing. It was chilling. We threw a party one night, and Tyler was in the laundry room, rocking on the floor crying. Oh my god, what happened? It's like he was punched in the chest. He was holding it and lifted his shirt. It looked like someone had punched him directly in the chest. Fast forward to us smoking on the balcony. This was the most evidence I'd ever gained. It was the clearest thing I ever saw it do. The sliding glass door slowly closed right in front of my face. It felt good to know that I'm not insane. It was very real. That night, me and Tyler had a huge fallout. He had really, really annoyed me. And I was pretty sure this was going to be the end of our friendship. He was going to move back to our hometown that following week, and Zach called me to catch up on the latest paranormal activities. I told him Tyler was leaving, and he said, well, I think things will be pretty quiet when he leaves. I think it's attached to him. Zach sent his entities to guard the house to see if any new spirits or whatever were entering. He said they reported back and that they saw nothing new. None of this makes sense to me, and I have a hard time grasping what he does in truth. He told me he thought it was attached to Tyler, and everything pointed to that being correct. He was the only one who could see it. He was the one it attacked, and he was the one it hurt. It never attacked me personally. Once Tyler moved out, everything stopped. I can't explain this. I can't make this shit up. I suppose there must be a part of Tyler that I didn't really know. I came to believe that at some point in Tyler's past, he must have got involved with voodoo. And that's why this voodoo demonic entity had attached itself to him. From this day, I will never, ever go anywhere near anyone or anything involved with voodoo. That stuff is real. And having experienced it firsthand, I never want to have to go through anything like that again. I was sad to see Tyler go after the falling out in truth. But I am so glad to be free of all that crap. We've since lost contact. I hope he's managed to resolve his hex and that the entity following him leaves him be for his sake. Number three. I had friends and acquaintances that were involved in a lot of things from Kardec spiritualism to African Candombe to Cycritino Umbanda. And I was quite a curious guy. I didn't get into it, but some people developed or projected intents about me that I wasn't quite keen to indulge them in, and at least one of them took revenge. I had two ex-girlfriends that I know for sure did some macumba to me, and had this quick stint with a Wiccan that was sure I would marry her, and these two gay guys on different occasions mistook my friendship 
for something more, and they got upset about it, all in all, culminating in the perfect storm. Things got rough, very rough. Voodoo is very real, and these are some of the aftershocks. Serious car accidents, people pointing guns at me, hijacking, death threats for no apparent reason, and then possession of loved ones, objects moving and falling, spectres, orbs, running shadows being seen by all members of my family, and being slapped on my back with full force when I was alone. The most horrific nightmares I've never had, and outer body experiences. It was terrifying. It took my wife and I seven years to finally get peace of this. We still struggle with the aftermath of it. There's nothing overly against us anymore, but what was lost was lost and we're recovering. Maybe the worst part of it was trying to get help and being discredited and feared by people who were knowledgeable and supposedly able to help you, and being put aside as some sort of freak. We looked for help for six years with no avail. Only in the seventh one were we directed to an exorcist priest and to deliverance ministers that they were able to really do anything for us. And thankfully, we were free. A damage was done. It didn't touch our marriage, but there's a time you feel full of it and helpless. Thank God it stopped. Being involved with people who practice voodoo, going to their places, receiving their gifts, drinking and eating and partying with them, and promoting or homaging their deities, is not a good idea. You'll contaminate yourself, and you'll never get out unscathed, if you ever get out. Number four. I was in San Francisco helping for an event for one of the beaches a few years ago, and one of the side projects they had going on was clearing the wooded area that was an old bunker hill back before World War I, I believe for some machine gun post. Needless to say, for the main bunker, you had to slide through a small slit of the structure, and it went down into a second level that was only one way. So a group of people and I enter and go down into what can only be described as a dark hotel corridor with side rooms and a crumbling infrastructure. If this wasn't creepy enough, on the first wall was written in graffiti, Satan awaits. So we go down to the basement type level, and all the rooms are pretty far gone from age and weathering. We come upon the room labelled 6, and this room's doorframe was graffitied, clown-esque design, on the only room with some type of graffiti besides the word upstairs, so it's pitch black, and we all have our camera flashlights on to see this room. It has three voodoo dolls on the wall, with each of them having a six in the middle of the body, and the words on the right saying, until the light takes us. This sent everyone into a, oh my god, I don't want to be here anymore, kind of vibe. So we finish up for the most part, and make our way down to the end of the winding corridor, and at the end is a large metal door with a small peephole. And the metal door wouldn't open due to rust. It was freaking weird. I never want to go back there again, let alone touch any of the stuff left there. Number 5. I go to a local fishing pond on my lunch break for half an hour, and usually catch a couple of bass. Today, I thought I caught a turtle or something heavy, because it was just dead weight. But my braid held up, and what I caught was a real surprise. It was a sealed mason jar. I couldn't make out the content, 
because the liquid inside the jar was pretty dark, but it looked to be a piece of played cloth. A curious couple walked by asking about it, and I told them to have it, assuming the contents were just junk. They smashed the jar and started prodding around with a stick to uncover the contents. They unwrapped the played cloth to see a small voodoo doll, bound in yellow yarn or string, and two forms of ID cards face to face. You couldn't see the info. One was a New Jersey license, and I'm not sure about the other. Both cards were bound together, with the same yellow string and yarn that the doll had wrapped around it. The cards were not taken apart to get any form of ID. I didn't touch any of it. It appeared to be some kind of black magic or voodoo, and I noped out of there. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.